0: The Beehive Sports Podcast is powered by Swing Juice. Visit SwingJuice.com and use promo code Beehive 20 for 20% off your golf and MLB apparel. Shop Swing Juice, support the Beehive Sports Podcast. Swing Juice, wear it, feel it, play it. In this week's episode, we're going to get into tons of NFL news relating to COVID, injuries, trades, and more. 10 sports history facts finds its return after a brief hiatus. And The Things That Sting, we're going to talk about the the case of Tyler Skaggs and Eric Kay. And we're going to wrap it up with some college football talk, including listener ideas for a better playoff system. Here we go. Sports Podcast. Here is your host, Joe Bees. Hey everybody, welcome to this week's episode. Kylie is on a vacation week, so filling in for him, Mike Honorati, who is also you made the playoffs, didn't you, fan? I, I did make the playoffs. Panthers suck.
1: Start with that. Let everyone know. All right, getting jabs <laughs> in early.
0: So, uh, Mike, yep, Niners rep. He'll be uh, sitting in with me today, filling in for Kylie. Uh, oh, I did want to tell this story. Did I tell you about I got hit by a golf ball? You did on number eight, correct? Yes, yeah. So, uh, I had to tell the story because I'd never been hit by a golf ball before. <laughs> I've been close, I've been close a few times, but, uh, yeah, it was uh, men's night at Conalongo, uh, last Thursday. Yeah, it'd be a week ago, week ago today. Uh, so we're on hole eight. Uh, John Palmieri. He golfs in our foursome on men's night. Shanks one into the woods on number eight, which is totally normal because. Oh, completely normal. Do it, it in, all the time. There's like a magnet over there and I hit into those woods a lot. But sometimes you get lucky, it pops out. I'd yeah. say like almost the majority of the time.
1: Yeah, because the hill kind of slopes back down yeah. towards the fairway. So you kind of have to get unlucky to be so way up in there.
0: John puts one in the woods and we're on the cart path like, I don't know, probably like I thought we were like 15 feet ahead of him, at least, you know, and he's off, you know, I'm facing the green and he's standing to my left, but behind me. And I, I mean, <laughs> John hacks it around a little bit. He's getting better. He's getting a lot better, uh, but he definitely hacks it around. And I actually told Kraz like a week before I was like, I want to start recording when John's hitting because I feel like he's going to come close to hitting us. And it would be a funny video for the podcast page. (laughs) Nailed it. And I wasn't recording, sadly, but I was putting a club back in my golf bag. And all of a sudden, I just felt like (laughs) this sting on my left calf. And I hear Kraz just lose it. Just (laughs) busting out laughing. And it like hurt, but it was like confusing.
1: Yeah, I've never been hit by a golf ball. It was
0: like a shock factor. Like it hurt, but it didn't really hurt. I mean, it left a little red welt. I didn't even notice. Like, I didn't honestly didn't even remember the next day until John texted me and was like, "Hey, I'm sorry." Well, I, mean, I was like, "Actually, I forgot that that even happened." But
1: if he shanked it, it probably wasn't coming like super super no, hot, right? But
0: yeah, hot enough. At, yeah, at yeah. 10, I mean, he's still gonna sting. Yeah. yeah, but he, uh, like there, I just remember it was like confusion. Like I was like, "What just happened?" And then they're laughing, and John's apologizing. So I knew I got hit by a golf ball. Uh, and John like apologized for like the next three days. I'm like, dude, it's okay. It was really funny. Like you didn't hit me in the head. There's no injury. Right. I'm alive. It was, uh, it was just funny <laughs> and cross, but like I started, I remember like 20 minutes after it, I started thinking about it again and I just started like belly laughing. Like I was laughing so hard about it because it just never has happened before. I've seen people get hit. I've been close to hitting people. I hit the roof of a cart. This is the second time someone up there has been hit. Wasn't it? uh
1: earlier? Yeah, Jake Johnson. Got hit earlier. in the nuts. Yep.
0: By his brother?
1: I can't remember who hit him now.
0: Yeah, he got... But that was like five iron, good, better distance away. He just wasn't paying attention. And he had to quit. Yeah,
1: he yeah. He had to I leave remember. the that's, round.
0: That's insane. And go home. Because... And his, and I saw him at work because he works at the sheriff's department. And he told me uh, that they were like multicolored. I kind of, I actually asked, I was like, can I see them?" And he didn't think at the courthouse was an appropriate place to do that.
1: Yeah. Just go in the bathroom. It's fine.
0: Yeah. I mean, I I was curious because he said they like swelled up real big and were multicolored. (laughs) No, thanks. (laughs) Yeah. that. I'm glad I got hit in the leg. Uh, Speaking of golf. J.R. Smith has been cleared by the NCAA.
1: I saw that, and it still shocks me that he can even make that team as a five handicap. Yeah, Yeah, I I mean, that's like significantly worse than me, and I'm not good. So, I don't know. Maybe they need a spot. I got some eligibility left, I believe. I'm sure
0: there's like a little bit of a PR draw to it.
1: I believe so, yeah. I looked it up the other day when he got cleared, and it only showed six golfers on the team, and I think two of them were... Not from America, like they must be only six. Uh, so I don't. Make,
0: we might be able to make that. Team.
1: That's what I said. I'm, I'm better I than a five. You know? Yeah, I got I got a ton of eligibility. So I don't know, um, like what division they play if they because they're a historically black college. I think they kind of play within that division. It looked like,
0: and it looked like they were like
1: finished second. The one article I found.
0: So would they not let us in because I don't we're know.
1: White?
0: I I don't know. I'm I not bet, sure. I bet. <laughs> If they denied me, it wouldn't be because of my skin color. <laughs> I, yes. It would be because I'm a 17 handicap. Correct. Yes.
1: That would have, probably have something to do with it. but uh,
0: Which is also discriminatory it in is. and of itself.
1: It is. Um, uh, I was shocked to see people online think that like JR is going to go pro in a year. And there said was that, definitely
0: man. people in the comment sections of the post I read that were like, it'd be awesome if he went pro.
1: Yeah, I saw that. He's not I even just,
0: remotely close. No,
1: not, not even close to good enough.
0: What's a... Like professionals. I mean they're in the plus numbers I know, but where whereabouts they usually say like plus eight, but it's hard because they don't really you know, they're plus playing eight?
1: yeah, and they're playing like tricked out courses. Uh we have one buddy from Pittsburgh who's like a plus three or a plus four at one point in time, and who's the kid that? is uh Kevin Corbel. He plays member guest you were with Joe talk Nelson. About e. Fresh. No, not Dougie Fresh. I don't like Dougie Fresh. <laughs> no. no, that is Dougie Fresh.
0: It is? That is Dougie Fresh. I don't like that guy. He is,
1: he is a super, super good golfer.
0: Well, that's good. Really smooth. So that's yeah. one thing I think is cool about him, but I don't think anything else he, is.
1: He was actually talking for a little bit that he was going to try and uh, get some money together and try and get on like one of the smaller tours and play. And yeah, you if know, he's and that good, why he, wouldn't he? Well, at 30 years old, he's he's that good, but he was not good enough to cut it with those guys. That just – I mean – these pro golfers are so much better than the average guys around here. It's not even close. Not not even.
0: I have you know. a long way to go. You have but a long, long way to go. Hope. Yeah. Yeah. He's 30 and he's giving up hope.
1: Yeah, and he's See, early 30s. That's why he's... I don't like him. Negative <laughs> attitude. Well, we kind of talked him out of it. We said, you know, you got a wife at home. There's stuff to do. You know, you can't be quitting your job pursuing well, yeah, golf.
0: Yeah, I wouldn't be quitting. But I guess you'd have to. I mean, if you're going to yeah, pursue you'd... that, you got to be full-time. At the range. There's was a swing coach.
1: Yeah, there's a YouTuber, uh Rick Shields that I watched. Oh, yeah, okay. okay. So he brought on a guy that couldn't make it on the European tour and he was talking about how much work it is.
0: Yeah.
1: Uh I think he got his tour card for a little bit, but it was only a lower level, so he could only keep it for you know, whatever. It was only good for the year. And the amount of work he did to have to keep that and requalify, he just eventually one day was driving to practice and said, You know what, heart's not in this anymore. It's too much too much work and just quit would,
0: right there i would love to be able to get paid to golf
1: oh it'd be awesome
0: i kind of do when i take a vacation day and then i go golfing that is getting paid to golf yeah
1: correct <laughs> i like
0: it so it's kind of like being pro yeah uh but but it's not you're not pro it's, you know, and i'm nowhere yeah no. i'm not good so i'm getting there though you're
1: getting better I'm much getting improved better. much improved
0: all right let's move on to some nfl shit so shall we uh covid creeping its way back into the league always yeah it's gonna be there forever so i talked to a uh well you know i had like a ridiculous night at work last night yep and we were at the er and i was just bullshitting with this one nurse and he was telling me that his thoughts are on as far as covid goes is that it is going to be like the new flu and that there will be a new strain each year And it will just depend on, is this a really, really bad strain? Is this a mediocre beat down, not going to kill you, not going to put you in the hospital? And then he said that uh, he thinks that the boosters will end up being like a flu shot where they're just predicting what goes on. That was his opinion. I don't. I mean
1: that seems to be the truth from everything that I can gather. I mean I see they're already talking about next year like COVID 2022 or t- COVID 22 is coming. It could be worse, you know, you got the Delta variant. I mean it's just going to evolve and it's going to be part of life now, whether we like it or not.
0: Yeah, it's stupid. Correct. Cam Newton clearly thinks it's stupid. Yeah, I it didn't it it st- sent him home from work for 5 days. I didn't see what happened there. He'd something out of So he the team statement says that Cam traveled to a team-approved appointment that required him to leave the New England area, and uh, he re- received daily tests that returned negative, but he was still subject to a five-day entry cadence process before returning. So I don't think this is Cam's fault. I think it's team's fault. The team approved him to go to this off-site appointment, for whatever, I don't know. Hopefully, they're, tra- like, implanting muscle into his arm so he can fucking throw a ball again. <laughs> but uh, he went to this off-site uh, appointment, and because he did that, he was required to enter this five-day cadence.
1: Yeah, I think that would be on the Patriots for not right. knowing
0: the clearance. And it it seemed that way, rules. based off the team releasing a statement, like, when I read it. I don't think this was Cam's fault, actually. Well, he's a
1: former Panther, <laughs> and the Panthers suck, so, you know, it's, you know. What are you supposed to do. He so didn't know any better. Earlier, I'm
0: going to have to have Costanzo on, too. <laughs> Even the playing field. Even level. the playing field, since you're getting a head start on him. Uh, Cole Beasley, Gabe Davis, Starletulier, Vernon Butler, all Buffalo Bills, who will miss five days as well in the, the cadence process. They were in close contact with a trainer who tested positive. Shock or no, trainer was vaccinated. Not
1: shocked at all.
0: Not in the slightest. So all they did literally was just throw a bunch of ammunition into Cole Beasley's pistol. I can't wait. I I don't <laughs> think he's going to say anything. I think he would have by now. But who knows. But uh, yeah. Also, something I found kind of just comical a little bit is uh, Latulier, who must not be vaccinated because only those guys are the ones who get sent home. Didn't play last year because of COVID. <laughs> so <laughs> doesn't, doesn't play, cares says sites uh, caring about family and wanting to stay home, then doesn't get vaccinated, I guess, because he's on the five-day get-shipped-home list. It doesn't uh, appear to
1: make a lot of sense to me. What <laughs> my
0: theory is one-year paid vacation for $125,000. Well, he's a little bit older, too, right? He's... Probably early thirties, early thirties, yeah. So 30s. I, yeah, you know, he's a, he's get the a body bat. right for a year, get paid. Yeah. I
1: like it. Yeah. yeah,
0: yeah. It's not a bad, not a bad strategy. Uh so yeah, the uh, they did test all of the players, of course, and none of them had a positive test to this point. The Vernon Butler practiced that day before he was sent home. Practiced the full practice, and then the NFL said, "Oh, by the way, he needs to go too." And Brandon Bean actually. Kind of released, like he didn't, he didn't like dog the NFL, but he was kind of like, "Hey, man, had we known, he wouldn't have fucking practiced." Why, you know? Right? Seems like they dropped investigation through before we go out onto the field, kind of deal. So yeah, I don't know. I just ordered a Cole Beasley jersey.
1: I don't blame you one bit.
0: I like the guy. I I love Cole Beasley. I just like that he's standing up for what he believes in, and and. If people believe it either way, I've said this a thousand times, I don't care. If you believe you're pro, want the vaccine, good. And he's not, and he's taking a rash of shit for it. And I think that that's ridiculous because people need to just let, like, just respect other people's decisions. It's not that difficult. Of a exactly. Concept. Yep. So I like Cole Beasley. Also, still curious how he lost a tooth. I didn't know he lost a tooth. Oh, you got to see his picture. Okay. He has He's missing a very front tooth, and I thought, like, oh, something happened. He'll get that taken care of. He has a boatload of money. No, he's pretty much embraced it, and he's rocking the missing tooth look. In, uh, I mean, for the last – how I'm, I think I noticed it, like, in OTAs. He's going for the
1: hockey player look.
0: I he, like it. He's a he, tough guy. He looks like a hockey <laughs> yeah, player. Yeah, tough guy. I like it. Yeah. Injury front. Travis Etienne, season over.
1: Big blow for the Jags, I believe.
0: Yeah, I think so, too. Uh, I mean, I think Robinson's pretty good, but Robinson's this guy was going to be their little spark. And they talked about lining him up as a receiver.
1: Yeah, they were going to well. move him around. Uh, and I think,
0: he's comfortable with...
1: Uh, yeah, Lawrence. There. Lawrence, yeah. 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 Uh, I, I don't think, know why
0: I called him a dickhead. <laughs> I, <laughs> I don't mind well, He kind of looks like <laughs>
1: yeah. uh I think that they're... They have another running back too. Dare. I'm not even going to attempt to say his last name. They're uh,
0: like the yeah, keep kids off drugs. Yeah, program. basically.
1: Yeah, that's basically he was supposed to start last year, I believe. And then he got hurt, which forced Robinson into the role. So seems like they have some depth in that backfield. But uh, yeah, that's kind of a big blow when your but he was their second round pick. I Clearly think.
0: they have depth at tight end if they were just able to let Tebow walk like I that. I don't know
1: how you let such a monster out of the organization. It's you
0: know They don't want to win.
1: They, that's what it is. They're going Urban to Meyer lose.
0: is coming to the NFL to sabotage a franchise that has already been sabotaged for several years. Oh okay. so
1: he's got an easy job though.
0: Correct. Sony Michel shipped to the Rams for a 5th and 6th round pick
1: not bad for a first round a,
0: pick I text California yesterday I love this trade
1: I I kind of think he's going to not that he's going to be great um but he's got an opportunity to kind of flourish a little bit in that gonna offense he's going to be
0: like fantasy starter worthy
1: He's going to be I believe I mean right now I think Daryl Henderson's kind of the guy there he's he's pretty good I don't think good. he will be for long I don't he was pretty impressive last year but you know, Michelle was kind of buried in that backfield in That's New England saying, where they rotate through. So,
0: no New England running back can, can can succeed like individually in that system. Correct. They are so by committee that it's hard for a running back to get into rhythm, which is what a lot of these by committee teams run into the issue of. They're like, well, we gave him the ball, you know, three times and he he didn't didn't really break anything open or do anything, you know, not 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 his best efforts in three plays. We'll we'll all right, you go, you know, next guy up, go in, we'll, we'll hand you the ball off a few times. And that's those first three carries could be important for a guy who just needs to get his legs under him. It's, it's just get, get the rhythm going and then everything pans out. But so that's like, I kind of, I don't know. I'm mixed on that with Buffalo. Well, like they do that with uh, Moss and Singletary. And it's like, yeah, either one of them can get going. McVeigh kind of liked to do that last year too. I mean, I think Cam Akers was did, obviously the best running back there, and they kind
1: well, of messed McVay around. They also
0: got the most out of Gurley, and that's true. And at one that's time was a yep. So that's why I told James too. I said, uh, you know, they well, first of all, he must like him some Georgia running backs, but then California corrected me and said that Jeff Fisher drafted Gurley, and I said, but McVeigh got the most out of him. And McVeigh's able to do that with players. I think. I, I mean, I love McVay. I think he's. I know he's, you do not. He's, he's almost
1: next. as good as Kyle Shanahan. I guess where we're just plugging in undrafted running backs back there and running all over the league. But you know, <laughs> if you got to go get a first rounder to do it, you know, hey, whatever works for you. But
0: <laughs> the NFC West is like three handsome young coaches and Pete Carroll.
1: Yes, that's correct.
0: Pete Carroll's like the old... Uncle Pete.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. The old uncle, he's just kind of ushering everyone in. Yeah. We got Russell Wilson. We're just going to win the division every year. doesn't matter. Yeah, they end up
0: (laughs) up there for sure. Uh, This news kind of hurt my feelings a little bit. Larry Fitz, no urge to play. I mean, the time is coming, but it's just sad because what a career. I love Larry Fitzgerald. I think that... I wish that every... Like, they do that rookie symposium, and I think he does go to that. But I think they he should do it for veterans, too. Absolutely. <laughs> I mean, he's a stand-up guy, great player. I mean, the, I
1: love the stat where he's got more career tackles than drops. Like, yeah. it's just mind-blowing yeah. to
0: me. I mean, it, it also just shows how shitty his quarterback is. Correct, defense. yes. But, I mean, just, yeah, he can catch, he can block. Uh, he's just always been a good leader. He went back to school. He finished his degree while he was in the NFL. Like, just never in the limelight for the wrong reasons never bitched about being a fucking Arizona Cardinal for how long yep. and they've never what, he, well I went to one Super season. Bowl yeah, yep, and then they just gave Bowl. the
1: Steelers too much time yeah. that broke my heart
0: yeah it it was I wonder That's just impressive. I mean it's a Calvin Johnson type story. Correct. Calvin never bitched about being in Detroit and it is yeah it's just a bummer cuz that's another one of Larry Larry Legend I wonder if he kind of got forced out there a
1: little bit with them bringing in, you know,
0: Hopkins. And I mean, Green I think he saw the. Kirk. I'm sure he saw the writing on the wall.
1: I wonder if it.
0: But I just don't. He I think he's at going, that point. Yeah,
1: I don't know if he kind of felt like forced out. Like if they needed him, he would have been back. If or if he, he was did. uncommittal to the team, and that's why they said we got to go get AJ Green. Right. We got, you know, I, I don't. Know I would the- say
0: it's probably that. But if it's what you said before, where he was feeling forced out, we'll never know that. Correct. Because he he, he, would he never will know. never say a word. He will never bitch. If he does, I'll I'll eat my words, but he's never said a peep his entire career. Correct. So we got some uh, starters named, too. Teddy Bridgewater beats out Drew Locke. Not totally shocked there. I I like Teddy. Trevor Lawrence named the starter. Gardner Minshew's looked like dog shit. Yes. Yep. Uh, That's not even, yeah. That's a bummer, too, because I like, just Minshew Mania was more like the, as Colin Coward would say, the movie poster is better than the movie. Correct. Yeah, I mean he was an okay player. I mean he
1: maybe he gets out of there and goes someplace that can kind of give him a chance, a little guidance. You know, I mean I feel like being a Jags quarterback's kind of got to be like almost playing for Adam Gase. Like you don't really know yeah. what you have.
0: You know? Yeah, and, and yeah, and with Urban, well, I would assume it's going to be different. College coaches don't always translate to the NFL. I e Nick Saban. Correct. But. uh I don't know. I just think uh, I think Trevor will be fine. I agree. But Gardner, maybe yeah, maybe he goes somewhere else and finds some success. And I hope so because as a player, you know the Minshew mania. I love it. I love that guy. Absolutely, he's funny. than hell. He's like a cartoon character.
1: Yeah, he seems like someone you could hang out with, go get a couple beers, and then you know,
0: like we'd be friends. Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, so I mean, yeah, I didn't have much news to cover uh, around the. Other leagues, I mean, only other obviously baseball is happening. Uh, I real, real quick will shout out NBA execs. Nobody voting LeBron, top player in the NBA. Appreciate all of you. Uh, it hurt his feelings and he put up his little. Make it about me post on, what's he have? Instagram. So yeah, he I uses, think he's got all of them. I don't I know. He, I don't follow him on anything. And I don't have he's, Instagram. He's
1: motivated so. now. Watch out. He's motivated, yeah. Watch out. Okay, LeBron. Him and his eight other superstars, they're coming for that title. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
0: yeah, he needs all. What, who did they get? What, Westbrook.
1: Westbrook. I already have Anthony Davis. Mello's there.
0: Mello. That was the other one. Yep. Yeah. Good times. Uh, but yeah, congrats to the execs for all having just giant balls and being like, "No, you're not the best anymore because he's not." It's it's probably been
1: two, three years since he's been
0: right in that conversation. One last shout out before the break: Miguel Cabrera joins the 500 homer club. I love Miguel Cabrera. Yep. You ever watch any him. videos of him doing funny shit on the field? I have not. He's hilarious. I, anybody, anybody who's listening, hit pause. Go to YouTube, look up Miguel Cabrera, like funny moments. He He's hilarious. He does a lot of really funny shit. He's the one who, I mean, he went over to the stands during a foul ball, just like reached in and grabbed popcorn from somebody who was sitting there. They're like turning <laughs> yeah. around looking, and his hands in their popcorn. And he's done, he like hugged a fan on a foul ball he was reaching for couldn't get to it so he just hugged the guy who was like standing there <laughs> it's just so, like funny so shit he's like just that. an idiot untucking there, yeah. players uniforms when they're at first base just a number of things uh so look that up miguel cabrera obviously a hall of famer all right we're gonna take a break and we will be back with 10 facts on this weekend sports history after a word from our sponsor Hi, this is Chris Rossetti, and I wanted to take a moment to tell you about our new website, D9and10sports.com. It's just like the old one, but with the word and in the number 10 added to the end. D9and10sports.com is your new home for District 9 and District 10 high school sports, and we are doing all the things you have come to love from us, plus much, much more. Our goal is the same, to cover every sport at every school in both D9 and D10 in a variety of ways, including writing, video, and audio. If you're a high school sportsman, you need to check out D9and10sports.com today.
1: Let's take a look back at This Week in Sports History.
0: This edition of This Week in Sports History is brought to you by D9and10sports.com, the home for all things District 9, District 10 sports. If you love sports, this is the place to be. 10 facts makes its return. Uh, I think the 10 facts that blew Kylie's mind multiple weeks in a row is the reason he needed a vacation.
1: I think he kind of said something to me about that. He just couldn't handle it this week. He said, I need to let the mind relax.
0: Now it's your turn. Perfect. You're on the hot seat. I'm excited. Okay. So here we go. Number one. 1901. Orioles pitcher Joe McGinnity suspended from the National League for punching and spitting on umpire Tom Connolly in the previous days, 5-2 loss to the Detroit Tigers. He had a lifetime suspension reduced to 12 games. That's the best appeal of all time. Somewhere Ron Artest is really, really angry. Yeah. I, hopefully, yeah. I hope he never he- hears that that uh, fact. That is quite the That is, that is hands down the best appeal I've ever heard in my life. E- easily. Yeah. Easily. Like he might as well have got a life sentence in prison and then just got a year of probation. Correct.
1: Yeah. You had Stay for the reduced, weekend. You're gone. Yeah, reduced
0: to a year of probation. Number two. 1917. Shout out, Kylie. Pittsburgh Pirates. Left fielder Carson Bigby sets an MLB record of 11 at-bats in a 22-inning game against the Brooklyn Dodgers. I did not look up to see what he did, but the final score of the game was like 6-5. So I'm going to go ballpark... He went like 4 for 11. That's
1: I would be tired, I think. 11, 11 at bats, bats. yeah. i yeah. I need a game. nap somewhere.
0: Yeah, they didn't he he I don't know if they I mean I'm sure they switched out well back then who knows if they even switched out pitchers but uh yeah, 11 at bats, 22 inning game, 6-5 loss to the Brooklyn Dodgers. Number 3 1920 American Professional Football Association forms with Jim Thorpe. Jim Thorpe. Wow. Jim <laughs> Thorpe installed as the league president. This is what later became the NFL.
1: See, I guess I never knew that that was the
0: precursor of the NFL. I knew Jim Thorpe ran one of the leagues. American way back Professional when Football Association, APFA, was what later became the NFL. And actually, later on, in facts, I have some AFL stuff. So okay. It's good. Number four, 1938, Yankee first baseman Lou Gehrig hits record 23rd Grand Slam, the final of his career in an 11-3 win over the Philadelphia Athletics. Bonus fact, who has the record now? It's been broken. So 1938, the record's set.
1: You need Kylie for this one. He's the baseball guy. He He would would know. He might know this. Uh, I couldn't tell you. A Rod. A Rod. A Rod has 25. Okay.
0: So, yeah. Bonus fact. fact. You guys are welcome. And we'll move on. Number five. 1959. The American Football League officially, so the AFL, officially named. At a meeting in Dallas, the charter members were Dallas, New York, Houston, Denver, L.A., and Minnesota-St. Paul. Before the season starts, so here's your bonus fact, those were the initial charter members. Minnesota actually gets an offer from the NFL to become the 14th franchise, so they say, eat shit (laughs) AFL, we're out, and uh before the season starts buffalo and boston sign on so they end up with eight teams and uh also another bonus fact cuz i'm going to i'm going to do a merger segment on here at some point cuz i love the merger like timeline and everything yep cuz so all the cities i just named the owners of the franchises had a nickname they were called the foolish club because uh everybody thought you're going to try and compete with the NFL, a bunch of idiots. Clearly it panned out.
1: It worked out well for them.
0: Right. Number six. 1960. The AFL begins, and one of the most prominent, uh, I guess, marketing strategies that they did, which we now all know, was they were the first league to begin putting player names on the back of jerseys. See, I
1: did know that one. I like that. Yeah. that's that's a heck of a
0: strategy. Yeah. So they that that was carried over from the AFL and the NFL had not done that. That was a AFL idea, and clearly, you know, jersey sales or whatever. But I don't know what they were back then, or if if they even did it. Those guys, priced wore the same jersey every game. <laughs> exactly.
1: Yeah. <laughs> Only one imagine. made. You, you get one, and that's your career. Yeah. Don't
0: don't rip it. Right. <laughs> Number seven. 1980, this one will pique your interest. Bill Veek sells the Chicago White Sox to Eddie Bartolo Sr. for $20 million, but the American League owners blocked the sale. They, uh, at the time, they never said why they were blocking the sale, but the story later came out that it was rumored that Eddie planned on moving the White Sox to New Orleans or... Uh, They were concerned with gambling because his son owned multiple race, uh, horse race tracks. So Eddie Bartolo Bartolo, Sr., you know who he is, right? Yes, yep. So at the time of this sale, actually had stake in the Pittsburgh Penguins and... The Niners. The 49ers. Yep. He got Mark Cuban. I had no idea. He did get Mark Cuban. Number eight. 1991. Miami Dolphin QB Dan Marino surpasses Joe Montana as the highest paid NFL player. What do you think he made? It's a five year extension For the worth how many? How much?
1: Five years the
0: total worth of it? Yep.
1: Fifty million.
0: Twenty five. Oh boy, way yeah. off. So just I mean, that's what, thirty years ago? Yeah. Well, You're seeing the difference in salary. A five-year, twenty-five million-dollar extension made him the highest-paid NFL player.
1: That's you know he's getting almost as much as Jimmy G. I wish that was the case now, right?
0: Because teams could just load up.
1: Yeah, absolutely. But now they
0: all want you know one hundred fifty million guaranteed money. Looking at you, Josh Allen, (laughs) and hopefully they can pay to keep talent around you. Although in his case, I think they can because it's pretty Mahomes-like and whatever. Number 9. 2000. Tiger becomes the first since Ben Hogan in 1953 to win three majors in a calendar year. I can remember that. That's a 47-year-old record he snapped. Tiger was,
1: hands down, the most dominant athlete anyone our age, I think, will ever see. People just don't appreciate it because it's golf, but... You go back and watch some of those, ass. yeah. You watch some of those old clips of stuff that guy did, and how much better he was than the next guy. It's, it's better than Jordan. Better than, you know.
0: He swung hard. Oh yeah. Before Bryson was born. Oh,
1: correct. I mean, he, him with those old drivers hitting it, you know, three hundred plus at Augusta, and like everyone else is just sixty yards behind. Yeah. <laughs> He's getting the par, par fives and two, like no problem.
0: It's kind of like when me and you tee off and I'm 60 yards ahead of you. Exactly, yep. <laughs> All right, last one. Number 10. The Rangers, Texas Rangers, route the Baltimore Orioles 30-3 to 3 in the most runs scored by a team in modern-era Major League Baseball history. I remember that game. That's just embarrassing.
1: Yeah. I was a uh,
0: summer break from college when when that happened. Thirty to three. No ten run rule in the MLB. No. I, yeah, they should have called that shit after four innings. Or twenty after three. Well actually I'd have to look at the frame by frame. I don't I don't know what they were up by then, but there had to have been a point where they were just like, Okay. Let's yeah, I mean just do we bat left handed? Do we uh you know who was on the team at the time? Probably Adrian Beltre. He's been there for 100 years. I don't know. I don't remember if he was on that team. But, yeah, that's a just straight-up ass-kicking. Yeah, that's... Biggest blowout in sports history. Do you know it?
1: Not off the top of my head.
0: It's a football game. And it are was say, in... And I don't sports, have this Write This wrote down. I'm just telling you when this. You,
1: when you say sports history, you're saying all college sports...
0: Included college football game,
1: wasn't there a crazy college game where it was like I want to say it was close to 200
0: points? It was 221 to nothing, yeah. Okay, yep. And it was was like Georgia Tech versus Cumberland College, okay. Yep, (laughs) so I'll probably do more on that sometime, but just for bonus, bonus fact number 11. So we're going all the way back to 1915. Uh, John Heisman, okay, is the head coach of Georgia, Georgia Tech. And Cumberland College, they had a contract to play them that season. Cumberland College prior that prior school year cuts their football program, but they were in a contract with Georgia Tech and they would have had to pay them like five grand or something if they didn't show up. So they went to like all the fraternity houses, got guys to sign up, and they went and played. They they brought like literally eleven so or twelve they t- guys. They took an intramural team out and they just <laughs> said, got here smoked. We go. Yeah. 221 to nothing
1: I, I do remember that It, it was sport. like
0: They had like 16 turnovers uh, Georgia Tech just I mean back, back then, then it was a primarily A running sport It wasn't much passing, passing. Uh, Yeah just a straight murder Yikes But yeah I'll have to dive into that some, That's a good episode one. too Yeah because there's a lot more to it But Alright This edition of This Week in Sports History is brought to you by D9and10sports.com, the home for all things District 9, District 10 Sports. If you love sports, this is the place to be. We're going to take a break. We'll be back with the things that sting after a word from our sponsor. Jones Pest Control, your hometown pest control company, servicing residential and commercial properties in Warren and surrounding areas since 2015. Sean and his crew will work tirelessly to keep your home or business free of insects to rodents and everything in between. Contact Jones Pest Control at 814 230 9548 and set up an appointment today. And remember, ants, spiders, bees, or mice don't think twice. Call Jones Pest Control at 814 230 9548.
1: It's now time for The Things That Sting. The worst stories in sports, according to Joe.
0: This edition of The Things That Sting is brought to you by Jones Pest Control. Ants, spiders, bees, or mice don't think twice. Call Jones Pest Control at 814 230 9548. That's 814 230 9548. Real quick, going back to the sports history thing, I just, I thought of something that I didn't say in it that I, It always makes me laugh to think about. The coach that ran up the score is the guy who the most prominent college trophy you can get is named after. The Heisman Trophy. And that guy was a dick, apparently, because he just ran up the score on a bunch of frat kids from Cumberland. Well, you know, don't bring a bunch of frat kids from Cumberland. (laughs) He's trying to win. No, I'm good with it. well. I mean, hey, what but you I say mean, he still, probably, maybe he was playing his it backups. This just makes me laugh, though, that they were like. I'm I'm pretty
1: sure they're like fourth string guys could beat up on a bunch of friends. Do you know John Heisman?
0: From. Do you know where he's from?
1: He's, is he Pennsylvania someplace, isn't it?
0: Titusville. Is
1: it really Titusville? Yeah. I guess I should know, Swanee. Swanee has told me
0: that before. And they didn't name their high school football field after him. They, they named, named it after the guy, the guy, guy who like founded Mobil. X- well, you know, one of them's doing a little bit better in life. Uh, yeah, but football.
1: <laughs> it's true. That's true.
0: What does ExxonMobil have to do with football? Well, maybe Exxon. John Mobile. Heisman has everything to do with football.
1: ExxonMobil guy slipped him a couple bucks and said, here's yeah, my name him. on it.
0: I mean, yeah, I. it was weird. It was like a year or two ago. I was coming back from Pittsburgh, coming through Titusville, and outside, outside their the football field, field, I see that sign that says, home of John Heisman and there's like a little brief thing you can read about it. And I guess his house, his like old house is still there standing. It, it is. Everything. Yeah. I, I
1: believe I, I should have known cuz I know Swanny's told me about it a number of times. I mean, he tells everyone. I never about knew it. That. I think he I mean, goes it down and gets me,
0: pictures and yeah, I was like, you know, this is I was in my 30s when I found out that guy was born 40 minutes from here.
1: Yeah, it's, it's crazy. Well, here's another bonus fact for you though. Did you guys cover this when you did uh I believe you talked about the dream team at some point in time on here. Chuck Daly. Chuck Daly's yeah, Kane. Kane. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah so I didn't know that.
0: Yeah, I don't think I think we did mention. I th- that, I thought we? you brought it up on yeah, there, maybe. We did. Yeah, yeah,
1: so a couple of guys doing well from the area.
0: Yeah. Not recently. No. Well, Connor yeah. in Frusberg, that's across New York. Yeah, well, Connor's doing good. Yeah. Double A. We're going to have him on here soon, too, once their season's over. Good. All right. We're going to get into Tyler Skaggs. So a lot of people, this is an older case, obviously. So a lot of people are probably familiar. You remember the Angels pitcher uh, who passed away during the season. Uh, He was found dead July 1st, 2019 in the team hotel in Texas. So, obviously, they run a toxicology on him, and his blood was a mix of alcohol, fentanyl, and oxycodone. The cause, per the coroner, was... I'm going to say this, and you can tell me if you think you know what it is. Okay. Terminal aspiration of gastric contents.
1: So, I would say that means you died from breathing... Your your stomach acid basically. i mean, gonna kind of choked nasty own, heartburn. You know, choked on your own vomit. Choked that's, on
0: your own vomit. Okay, all right. There close. you go. All right. Yeah. All right. Yeah. So, so that's, that's what uh, the ruling was on Tyler's death was that he choked, choked on his own vomit. Like I said, had alcohol, fentanyl, oxy in his blood. Uh, a month later. later. No, no, I'm sorry. sorry. A month and a year, a year. later. So, so it was early August, August of 2020. Longtime Angel's public relations employee, Eric Kay, is charged with conspiracy to distribute fentanyl. The DEA launches this investigation, and it's huge, obviously. Uh, it's been going on, you know, since, what, two years, over two years. <clears throat> Excuse me. Uh, so the DEA determined that Kay met with Skaggs, And had text communication with him regarding drugs the night before, uh, the pitcher was found dead in his hotel room in Texas. Kay was supplying, they found that Kay had been supplying fentanyl since 2017. And according to the affidavit in his charges, pills with a white substance were found in the room. They were sent to the lab for, you know, identification purposes and came back as fentanyl. The blue pills were marked M thirty, which have a street name of Blue Boys. Text from the night before, which were obtained, but you know, I'm sure they seized both of the phones, K and Skaggs. Probably K or Skaggs is first, obviously, uh, because they'll take that right from the scene to investigate this. Uh, but text from the night before had K asking Skaggs how many he wanted, and. Skaggs wrote back just a few, like five. Uh, Texts later from the same night had them arranging a meeting in the hotel. Case supplied and acquired Oxy as well, distributed to Skaggs and others is what's coming out now. Uh, but they knew this in the after of it, but what's coming up, we'll get to that in a minute because uh, the reason we're talking about this case is some news just broke on it this past weekend, which I sent to you. Yes, and was like, "How the hell did I not hear anything about this?" Yes, yeah, I Cause missed actually, it. As well, I didn't even know that Brian or was that his name, Eric K, was charged in 2020.
1: I think I missed that too. I remember talking about it when it happened, thinking so like read, someone's got to be in trouble. Reading up one. on
0: it now, it, it sounds, sounds like the MLB is doing the old fingers and ears. Uh, you know, we don't know anything. Uh, I don't want to hear about this. I don't want to know about it. And let's, let's try and bury this as much as possible. And I think that, that they're succeeding because I didn't know about Eric K getting arrested until what happened this weekend, which we'll get to here momentarily. Uh, but yeah, so they found texts. Once they seized K's phone, obviously they found texts to him talking to his suppliers, uh, several associated with Kay and Skaggs, confirmed that Kay was supplying drugs to Skaggs. So we're going to fast forward now. The trial, which is set for this coming October, and this past weekend, prosecutors filed a 19-page outline of the evidence, which includes testimony from five unnamed players who say Kay provided them with oxycodone. Uh, The trial will also outline the operation in which Kay allegedly had for obtaining and distributing Oxycontin. So they have it like all, everything broke down. Um, There's also notes where in in the uh, outline that state that Kay was trading Angel's memorabilia for drugs uh, from online sources and including a Mike Trout signed baseball. Really? Yeah. It's also come to light in in this 19-page outline that they filed that Skaggs actually had become somewhat of a middleman for Kay where he would go purchase uh, a large amount and then he would take it to the other players who wanted it also. So they're probably all chipping, hey, give it to me, give it to me, I'll go get it, I come back, I give it to you guys. Uh, And the reason they did this was because Kay wanted to avoid being in clubhouse.
1: That's nuts. Yeah, so...
0: Um, to add further to it, there's now, uh, Kay's fam, or I'm sorry, Skaggs's family and, uh, you know, widow have filed multiple lawsuits against, uh, Kay, Kay's former boss, Tim Mead, the Angels organization, uh, their former vice president of communications, alleging that they should have known Kay's history of drug use as it's been alleged that Kay overdosed himself prior to Skaggs' death. Uh, the Angels deny having any knowledge of drug use among their players, calling the accusations against them entirely without merit, baseless and irresponsible. The the run-of-the-mill response from a person getting sued. Um, so... There's a lot of talk about where this is going to go further with the Angels, with the MLB, because it seems that a lot of people do believe, including Skaggs' uh, widow, that there's a toxic toxic atmosphere uh, where she claims that players were pushed to play through injury, which would easily be a route for them to obtain painkillers, become addicted to painkillers, seek out painkillers when they aren't being prescribed them by a team doctor. Um, yeah, it's... I mean the the lawsuits. From what I'm reading, the lawsuits and the and the trial itself are gonna make Skaggs. They're gonna portray him as a a drug abuser, a drug addict, uh, and partially a pseudo drug dealer. Yeah, I mean, but um, I mean the whole the whole thing with this to me is that. So he's being charged with conspiracy to sell fentanyl. Uh, he is not being charged with a drug delivery resulting in death. In the state of Pennsylvania, a drug a drug delivery resulting in death is a mandatory minimum 20-year sentence. Minimum. Wow. You will be doing 20 years. Uh, the reason why they didn't charge him with that, from what I'm gathering, just from reading what I read... Is because of the ruling from the, uh, the autopsy. Yeah, he technically he had it in the system, it, but, but they, they can't, can't say that fentanyl or the oxycodone, oxycodone combo with yeah, the alcohol. They, they can't, can't say that's, that's what, what killed him. They, they can, can say, say that's, that's what made him, him throw, throw right, up, right? Yeah, and he choked on it and yep. died. But he died from choking. He didn't die from a drug overdose. Right? Technically, Te- yeah, exactly. Yeah. So uh, um, there. That's, that's why I'm guessing the federal government because they have a penalty for for drug delivery resulting in death that I was was actually working a case that started here and ended up in Erie and Uh, that we pushed that to the federal level level, and they do do have a, so So they do do have have a charge charge for that. Um, Um, But but I'm I'm guessing guessing that the reason it can't go through here is because because of, like I said, the autopsy ruling, but But, uh, uh, the the angels, angels, like I said, are adamantly denying denying knowing anything. anything. But with all this, all this new stuff, stuff that's starting to come out and the, the five, five unnamed players, players who uh we'll we'll figure out who they are, are in October. But uh that's what uh I read an article on Dead Spin and their kind of take was uh this could end up being real, real bad for MLB again because the chances that these five players were Angels lifers are Slim, if they're still there, if they're still on the roster, Slim. They probably signed somewhere else. Did they take their drug habit with them? Did they push it off to other players? Is there a drug problem in Major League Baseball of controlled substances, not named steroids? So this will be fun. This is going to be a fun trial. And, and now that I know like when it's scheduled and everything, I'm going to be Googling that shit daily to see what the updates are on it.
1: Yeah, I mean, I think it's something that's probably – we might never know about it but i think it's something that's probably sports wide there's so much push oh, to yeah. get out on the field right. and play i mean you know painkillers sticking the needle eat. in the leg exactly. and get out there yeah yeah, yeah. Uh, but i mean that's i i'd say it's pretty hard that the angels had no idea this was happening when it's right. that many people and that, they
0: and they, they found, found that Kay had overdosed himself, himself and it was well known
1: yeah yeah you would assume that if you're a big employer like that, you kind of know something.
0: So I would venture to say in the realm of all the things things that sting segments that I've done, that guy is probably the most fucked.
1: Yeah. It seems like he's in pretty deep shit.
0: (laughs) I mean that outline alone and do you, the federal prosecutors, they aren't like your average attorney. Like these guys are top notch, the best of the best. And, it, I mean, they lose trials. Everybody loses trials. Like we have, I mean, we here in Warren, I think we're lucky. Like I think we have a a good district attorney's office, and they 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 win a lot of their cases that go to trial. And uh, I think that's same to be said with the federal government. This guy's not taking a plea deal. Uh, his lawyer's only rebuttal was uh, his story will get out there, and his truth will be told. Okay, I mean that's a another. Just I mean, it's easy, easy way to do it, it but you have, you have all these stuff. texts, you have, a, and, and I'm surprised, surprised. I can't imagine that's, that's the, the only charge that he's facing is, is the, the conspiracy to deal fentanyl. However, I did, I did, did read that, that um, the, the the penalty, penalty for that charge is, is up to 20 years, so, so he's going to do some time if found guilty. Which, barring an error by the court. By the prosecutors or something they miss or a technicality, I don't. See, I just when you're reading that outline, if they have all that, they legitimately have all these text messages, which is an, in itself another crime in Pennsylvania, a felony three for uh, criminal use of a communications facility. When you feel, use a, a cell phone to facilitate a drug deal, that's a crime. So. That's, that's another one that I think, think would probably be tacked onto this, but they just didn't mention it in the article. I I just can't imagine that it's only one charge he's facing.
1: Yeah, it's possible. Just with the news they're just yeah. carrying, they're whatever just the carrying, big lead, one is. Lead yeah. charge and yeah. go from
0: there. But uh, yeah. yeah, the Sounds that's like something will We're just going to monitor and he's fucked. Yeah, I I think so. He's, he's, I mean, the outline, like I said, if they have all that stuff, it's going to be really, really tough for him to prove any type of innocence. Like they, they have your phone, they have your text conversation with a guy who just passed away. They have you,
1: yeah, asking him how
0: many he wanted. You have him arranging a meeting to get them from you. You have five unnamed players who are about to come testify. And probably bury his ass even more. I'm trying to think of what his defense could even be. Skaggs was well, intimidating I, so him. He's going to cost him his job thing, or something. The only yeah, thing I can think, because this was something that I read too, was, was that he didn't uh, sell drugs or trade this memorabilia for financial gain. It was to supply his own habit. Oh. So he's is. a huge yeah. addict. Okay. He's just, hey, I'll be, you know, this is my source. Hey, source, I'll get rid of shit for you if you just load me up for free. Sure. You know, you get rid of, uh, you know, an ounce, we'll give you a half ounce. I'm just using that as an example. That's clearly not what pills and stuff are measured in. But, um, yeah, so, you know, you get rid of 100, I'll give you 50. Or you get rid of 100, I'll give you 25. Whatever. But uh, so that is the only, like, route I think he could take is just try to touch the heartstrings of somebody saying that, you know, I've, I've had an addiction issue for a long time. I've sought help. Nothing's worked. And I just got caught up in everything. It's just a sob story, and it's not going to do anything.
1: No, maybe you still did it. it. The, the only thing
0: it could, could maybe help him with is a sentencing where uh, the judge could be more lenient on how much time he gets. But the crime's been done. Correct. Yeah, I mean, that's so, pretty much. Uh, unless I, I, that's the only thing I can imagine that he's going to do. And if that's the case, just fucking plead guilty. And then trying, right. but I mean, I don't know. What, what do you have, you have to lose to, to, you know? Yeah, for going <laughs> to trial, right. he has nothing to lose. Correct. You know, you go, go there, hope for something, something his way to, to happen. Happened. And I mean, unless they offer him some sort of plea
1: deal, but I don't know what, right, r- yeah. rat out your suppliers. Right. I, I, I don't
0: yeah. know. I don't know. And who knows? I mean, yeah, yeah I mean he's a big, big city, city guy, so who knows who is. Unless
1: unless are. like you said, it's you know, uh, major league baseball. It's MLB wide and he's a smaller cog in the machine, and he can kinda, you know, yeah. flip on everyone. But I, I don't know. It's
0: all right. That wraps that up the things that things sing. Thing. This week's things, things That Sting is powered by Jones Pest Control. control. Ants Spiders, Beezer mice, mice, Don't Think Twice, called Jones, Jones Pest Control. control at 814-230-9548 that's 814-230-9548 take a break be right back hi this is ryan klein the host of the new pop culture podcast me myself and Ryan. you can find me on spotify itunes apple podcasts google podcasts and several other platforms Special guests, breakaway shows, bonus episodes, cold beers, and a whole lot more. So what are you guys and gals waiting for? Subscribe now to the Me, Myself, and Rye podcast on Spotify or wherever it is that you get your shows and start listening today. My Hive, Joe's very own world of sports. This week's edition of My Hive is powered by Swing Juice. Visit SwingJuice.com and use promo code Beehive 20 for 20% off your golf and MLB apparel. Shop Swing Juice, support the Beehive Sports Podcast. Swing Juice, wear it, feel it, play it. So, college football starts this weekend. Perfect. Three games. Oh, baby. I, you bet you they're, I bet you they're doozies. You want to know what headlines <laughs> those three games? <laughs> I Let's hear it. Southern Utah versus San Jose State. Oh, I, two favorite teams right there. <laughs> uh, I don't care who's playing. I'm watching. Yeah, it's football. I'll probably, probably watch probably all three of those games if I can. I
1: watched like half a preseason game the other day. The other, just getting yelled at. Yeah, yeah, the other <laughs> games
0: are like Al- Alcorn State and, I don't know, fucking <laughs> Slippery Rock. I don't know. But – Uh, regardless, I don't care. There's football on TV, meaningful football, not preseason, not whatever. It's a meaningful game. It counts on the record. Uh, so that leads us to next Thursday, which is exactly one week before NFL kicks off. And there's a full slate of games that Thursday. I don't know. I don't know why. Uh, cause it's like Thursday. It's not, uh like, like a holiday or anything, anything. but it's, it's like, like all day, day games really all day 20 some games ever. i'm pretty sure then, then he, that, that takes, takes us into saturday, saturday when the you know the big, big boys, boys start playin', playing and uh i mean there's a couple well actually i think thursday i think like the the highlight game would be i think like Arizona state which isn't great they're ranked 25th but oh are they yeah all right well we're going to get to the rankings actually right now Okay. Uh, uh give it to us.
1: So this is the AP rankings. At uh, one we have Alabama, two is Oklahoma, three is Clemson, four is Ohio State, and rounding out the top five is Georgia, which
0: that's pretty basic so top Bama, five. Bama, Clemson. Bama, Oklahoma, Clemson. Oklahoma, Clemson. Ohio State, oh, yeah. and because Spencer Rattler is like supposed to be a really, high really good. Yeah, yeah. Um, okay. carry on. Six is
1: Texas A and M, seven is Iowa State. At 8, we have Cincinnati. 9, we somehow have Notre Dame. It doesn't make any sense to me, but there they are. And 10 is North Carolina. Uh, At 11, Oregon. 12 is Wisconsin. Florida is at 13. Miami is at 14. And USC rounds out the top 15. Uh, LSU is at 16. Indiana at 17. Iowa at 18. Penn State at 19. And Washington at 20. And then the last five are Texas at 21, Coastal Carolina at 22, Louisiana at 23, Utah at 24, and Arizona State at 25.
0: Arizona State. Okay. So that, uh, what we just read you, completely meaningless. Except for like the top five. The top five will remain probably in the top five. Well, there's like, aren't some of those, I'm pretty sure some of these teams have like cut Cupcake, games like, like out yeah i mean i think you know you almost have to because if
1: you're like if you're alabama you can play the cupcake games and you're still yeah, gonna get still in. Gonna be fine uh you know if you're further down that list you kind of gotta yeah. weed that out but i think we're starting games. to
0: see more like kick-ass, kick-ass matchups Would, at the beginning of the year than we used to it, it, that's good that's what
1: it that should is be thing. you should yeah. go out and play the best competition who was it baylor and tcu kind of got Hose there a few years ago because they didn't really play anyone right. out of conference. So now everyone's trying to schedule schedule
0: tougher games. Yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah you want to beat the best if you yeah, want to make unless, that playoff. Unless
1: you're Alabama, Clemson, or Ohio State, you can't really play scrub teams. Anymore. Correct.
0: Yeah, I would agree with that. Um, well, actually, too, if you're like a top, if you're a top SEC team, like not not Alabama, but if you're like Georgia, Auburn, uh, LSU, LSU. You could play one of those and yeah. still get away with it because you still have a shot at beating really, really good Yeah. If you, SEC if you teams. win the SEC, if just, yeah. yeah. If you kick, kick the shit out of Chattanooga and then you go play, uh, you know, you roll up Auburn and Georgia back to back weeks and you're starting to look like, yeah, I think a, a team that's. Pretty good.
1: Realistically, the Big Ten is kind of in that same boat. I think the last few years, where
0: yeah, because long- Penn State's been keeping a higher rank. Yeah, year.
1: I mean, other than when Penn State kind of got hosed. most at the first year of the football playoff? Second year when they put Ohio State over in over? Oh, yeah. yeah. but you know, it, for the most part, they were Big win, Ten if, champs. Yeah, if you yeah. Win, if you win your your conference championship, you know, in the Big Ten or the SEC, you got a real good chance to get into the playoff. So, so speaking,
0: speaking of the SEC, we, SEC, we spoke. Of- uh, way back when, uh, Texas, Texas and Oklahoma joins the SEC, making them the first 16-team super conference. So in response, well, according to them, not in response. In direct, I shouldn't say not in response. Not in direct response to Texas and Oklahoma joining the SEC, the Big Ten, the ACC, and the Pac-12 announce an alliance that ultimately aims to, quote, stabilize a volatile environment in college athletics. So, so the scheduling, scheduling component for this alliance uh and for specifically football and men's and women's basketball will begin as soon as possible while honor while while honoring the current contractual obligations. So they have their schedule set for the next couple of years more than likely uh and they have contracts with these teams like uh for example Cumberland College has a contract with Georgia Tech. <laughs> has to send the frat boys to get their asses handed to them. Anyways, so they have those contracts in place. You have to honor them or else you're going to end up paying out money. Um, the So this was the interesting part that I found. The alliance that they've formed is purely on an honor system. There is zero in writing about it.
1: That doesn't shock me. I mean, they're just... The thing that shocks you more than they're in an alliance to do that is I'm surprised that the Big Ten wanted in and it wasn't the Pac-12 that was trying to get in. Now, Now I think about
0: it. it, I mean, do alliances – aren't they always honor system? system? Isn't that kind of like what an alliance is? I mean, you could maybe – Like when Dwight and Jim formed an alliance. (laughs) Yes. There was nothing in writing. It was purely honor system. Yes. And it was purely Jim fucking doing it to just – Piss with Dwight, <laughs> which he likes to do. But anyways, yeah, <laughs> it's so it's on her system. system. Uh, but, or, or so, so it read, nothing prevents them from poaching each other's teams, but the message was conveyed, don't do it. Leave our teams alone, we'll leave your teams alone, we'll leave your teams alone. Three-way alliance, and uh, the ACC commissioner jim phillips actually cited but wouldn't say it like we couldn't fucking figure it out friction between two of the five power five conferences which is clearly the sec and the big 12
1: yeah yeah
0: so that's why they decided to form this alliance jim phillips also made a comment that he hopes the big 12 survives says we need the big 12 uh because they haven't nothing's you know, you know, come out on what's happening with the Big 12. But clearly they're in a world of trouble. They have like eight teams.
1: Yeah, yeah, they got to be in.
0: Yeah, you know, so, so I I still think that that conference ends up dissolving. And, and maybe, maybe this is part, is part of the floor, ploy, though. Hey, we'll stick together. We, we hope the Big 12 makes it. it. But when, when they, don't, they, now they don't, don't, now we can start plucking, plucking from up, them. And, and then, then we can get, get to the power four. Which is, is what, what I've been wanting forever, forever. Because then, then if you're going to have this stupid four-team, four-team playoff, which we're going to talk about in a bit, because we got, got some Facebook, Facebook user feedback, uh, then, then you, you get, get to. The if you're going to keep, keep the four, the then, then your, your conference, conference champion, champion goes. No, no ifs, ands, or buts. Yeah, people will still be upset because they'll say, you
1: know, well, oh, that's fine. whatever. Go oh, ahead and be
0: upset, but be the conference champion. When you name the conference champion, you go to the playoff.
1: I agree with you. If they're going to
0: stick with the four team, which I don't, I hope they don't. I know they proposed the twelve team or whatever, and and some of the Facebook comments uh, on the post I put up. That's what they wanted was they support this twelve team. Uh, See, I don't like format. a
1: twelve. Don't love a twelve team. I think that brings in too many teams that just have. Well, no, then you're going to hate
0: what I support. Oh, okay, well, we'll get to that. Can't in a minute. wait. <laughs> okay, so to <laughs> go over a couple of these, we're going to get the. Uh, we're going to get. Kuz is out of the way, way. right away. Okay, he okay. says a mascot Royal Rumble to determine who gets to wear home jerseys. <laughs> That's what he wants for the current playoff format. Because the question on Facebook, okay, so listeners know, the question I posed on the Facebook page was, what do you think the college football playoffs should look like if any changes are made in the future? So Kuz thinks the uh answer to that question is purely... Keep it the way it is. Let the mascots have a Royal Rumble to figure out who wears the home jersey.
1: The way things are right now, that's pretty close to what they're doing anyway, so you might as well <laughs> you can a little, yeah. sell a couple tickets to that. And. Okay, so
0: to go over a few more, Dave Sherman says move it to eight teams, so he's doubling it up. Uh, four weeks long, Mike Campbell corrected him, saying that a f- eight-team format would be three weeks. That is but he said a week off to add hype to the to the finals. Okay. So uh I mean they do that with the Super Bowl. Yep, yeah. So it's... why not for the college football playoff? Uh some of the others we have here are Tim Safino. Tim says eight teams is the max. He he liked Dave's eight teams as well. So but he says five conference winners and three at large. That will work barring a dissolve of the big twelve. Correct. Uh and then you know, just move it to four at large, and yeah. Do that yeah. Too. But uh so, so at, at least, least he's, he's on board with just the conference winners. Points. I I don't understand why it's not that. But uh, um, Brian Lastman says, 12-team bracket with top four getting a bye.
1: I mean, that could work. It's, again, I just think at 12 teams, you're putting some teams in there that really don't stand. I, mean, I think at eight teams, there's teams in there that don't stand a chance. I mean... Alabama's always pretty good. Clemson's always pretty good. Ohio State's always pretty good. Right. And then they put, like, Notre Dame in, and Notre Dame goes in and gets blown out by 30 and, you know.
0: So Chris Guffrey says they they should make a Super League with Bama, Clemson, and the other top teams and and then then have the rest in their own league. So, So, I mean, that's that's what what that would would be is – they, they they already have that. Have that. It's, it's called, called Division One, one and Division Two, Two football.
1: Yeah, yeah, right.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Realistically, I mean, I, mean, I understand there's Division One teams, teams who cannot, cannot compete, compete with, with Ohio State, State or yeah, Clemson or Alabama. But then
1: the problem is, what do you do for a playoff at the end of that, though? You, you know, right? Because you know, whatever. If Clemson beats up on the the good conference, uh, you're going to have another league. Uh, their champion's going to come play Clemson and get smoked by seventy. Yeah. Right.
0: right. Ohio, uh, Chris Holtby, Ohio State is going to win regardless. Uh, not, not lately, right? right? I can't think of their last win. It would have been, yeah, I mean, they uh, Cardale, they Jones, the fail for Cardale. They had it, and they blew it against Clemson. Yep. Did, Did they, they play, play, who played Bama last year? Clemson.
1: Clemson? Yes, I believe it was Clemson. And Mac
0: Jones rolled him up. Devontae Smith had like an insane game, right?
1: Yeah, I can't remember because Devontae Smith just smashed him so hard I didn't pay attention to the yeah. game. <laughs> so uh
0: but the you know, it is a heavy Ohio State area around here. Not as big as Penn State, but okay, so now first we're gonna hear well, all right, first we're gonna get to Bill Nabinski, who said I'd like to see a twelve team playoff. It wouldn't give some of the smaller schools who go unbeaten all sea it would give I'm sorry. He said I wouldn't it wouldn't give some of the smaller schools who go unbeaten all season, their chance to put up or shut up, I think he meant it would, not it wouldn't. Yeah, okay. It would give them a chance. Uh, plus, some of those on-the-cusp teams that maybe uh, should have been there a few times but didn't get to go in because of all the politics in it, which I agree with that too, uh, that brings me to... Rule number one that I would instill in the new playoff format is you have to be in a conference.
1: Yep, I 100% agree. Notre Dame, we're looking
0: at you. Yeah, we're get in a conference. Looking at you. Get it? Get in a conference. Play some teams worthwhile. Quit reading know, the playoffs. You know, and their fans. What last year? The year before? Well, they beat Clemson in the regular season. Yeah, they did without Trevor Lawrence.
1: Correct. Yep. And then they get slapped every time they get play yes. the playoffs. They get slapped. So yeah,
0: I'm. Yeah, yeah, that, that would, would be my, my rule number one. I agree with that. You, you have to be in, conference. in a conference. Agree. Notre, Notre Dame, join somebody. Join the, the ACC. Join yeah. the Big Ten. Join yeah. the ACC. Did they play
1: with the ACC last year because of all the COVID yes. stuff? So just, That's why just they do it. it. Get in there. Yeah. yeah.
0: So, uh, okay. all right. So, so we're, we're going to go, go to yours, and then we're going to come back to mine, and it's going to reference something that Bill Nabinski said at the top of his post that I didn't read yet. Okay. Because that, that's, that's where I – it's absolutely, absolutely insane, never going to happen, but I would – I'd give anything for it to happen. Go ahead. All right. What's Let's your point? My, I would go with rule
1: number one. Notre Dame has to get in a conference. Yes. If – assuming we stay with the five power conferences, it would be the five conference champions. Every, I guess I should say every conference has to have a championship game. Uh, every conference has to have a championship game. Um Winners of those conference championship games go to the playoff. The sixth spot would go to the best team that is not in a power conference. So like last year's Coastal Carolina, I think they were kind of on the cusp. Yeah. They would get in. And then the last two spots are pure at-large bids, the, the next two best teams that are not one of those top six. And then you just make it an eight-game playoff and no See, no uh, buys. Yeah. And
0: I, I think, think that these teams, teams too- who – You know, like, who was it a few years ago? South Florida, Southern Florida, or Central Florida. Yeah, yeah. Central Florida, UCF, went undefeated. Yep. And everybody everybody knew, well, everybody believes believes that they ain't going to, they still still won't get by 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 Ohio State State or Clemson or Alabama. But you know know who did believe they they could? could? Yeah, them. Those kids, yeah. So let them them fucking try. try. I, they they want to go out there and give it a hell, and what if they pull it off or keep it close? Yep, you know? So, so, I am all for the, the idea of getting these teams in that people don't think belong there yeah, because of who they play against in the regular. I teams.
1: agree. I think that's why you have to have that stipulation that one of the spots goes to a non power conference yeah, team. And I would then, say
0: even more than one.
1: Yeah. Well, I mean, the other two so, are at large and you could do whatever you wanted there,
0: you know. Okay. So, do you want to know what I wish would happen? I'd love to hear it. Do you, know Do you know what Mike, Mike Leach, Leach said should happen? The coach of Mississippi State? I didn't State. know, but I like Pike Leach, so I I Mike Leach. I can only he always, imagine. He, <laughs> the guy's <laughs> nuts. Yes. He says he some, some insane shit, and, and I love that dude. He also, also is the reason Gardner, Gardner Minshew, Minshew is who he is. Correct. So it makes sense. sense. Like, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Great guy. Yeah. Mike, Mike Leach wants a 64 team tournament. Okay. I mean, the. It would be awesome. but It would be just, amazing. You have to, like, basically. It would be amazing. How many bowl games are there in a season? There's uh, 40-ish. Yep. yep. So there, there you go. go. Every one, one of those bowl games can still survive. It just becomes a, one, one of the, the rounds moving into the.
1: The only thing you would have to do then is you'd have to cut your regular season short. I'm trying to they think. They wouldn't one have one. to. There's,
0: There's so much time off between the last, last the, 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 the championship, championship week. Between, Between then, then and the start of bowl season is like... like I mean, there's teams, teams who don't play for a month, month and a half before their, their bowl game. game. Correct. Well, I mean, I'm just saying you're adding six games to these kids'
1: schedules. If you go all the way, that would be a six-game addition when you're already playing 12 Listen,
0: season. these, these fucking, kids fucking kids are all making millions, millions now, now off of well, their Well, I brand. mean, that is that is true. Let's, Let's see it. That is true. Yeah. I mean, you if you did a 10-game
1: season and then said, hey, the playoff starts, and yeah. then, you know maybe you play 16 yeah. you games, cut, maybe you play cut 11. Cut it to yeah. eight, cut it to nine yeah. in the yeah. regular
0: season. I and-
1: I mean, I would love that. That would yeah. be great. But then we'd still be in the same spot sitting here arguing who the 65th and the 66th best team were.
0: Well, you know? and, you, and you are adding six teams to everybody's schedule. Yeah, well, exactly. You're only going to add one. So. Right, so if you do a nine-game regular season, you, you make, make the playoffs, plus, you're guaranteed 10. 10. Yep. And, and then if, you know, know you I make it to the, the round, round of 32, 32, then you got 11. I mean, it would be electric. I mean, look at what the uh, the basketball tournament is. It's does. amazing.
1: You know, it, it's... Yeah. And,
0: and it would, would be drawn out farther, obviously. It'd be weekend, it'd be weekend to weekend, weekend, but, you know... Scheduling it would be might be a little bit of a nightmare considering... Oh, sure.
1: You know, you're going to be competing against NFLs on, what, well, three it, days it, a week you now?
0: You just wouldn't have, be, you know, you wouldn't have regional. It would be, you know... The I would say they you know, see you, know you see them like you, like you do, do the the better seed you play that game at their stadium regardless yeah, of where you know yeah I like whatever. that yeah
1: I like it spread it out over six weeks then the end yeah. of the year and Mike I could get I could get behind it
0: no but okay, okay so, because so because I know that I know will never happen I I'm I'm mixed, I'm mixed between the eight team and the twelve team I would take either of them anything's better than what they have now.
1: Correct. I'm I don't off- love six.
0: I would prefer it's it to go, go to like eight eight to 12.
1: I mean, I agree. I, you know, the one thing everyone always points out when we talk about this is everyone, when it was just the crappy BCS, everybody wanted a playoff. Having the playoff is going to fix things. Now, and, get the playoff, and now it's like, nah, the playoff's not good enough. Yeah. That's
0: so, true.
1: I mean, <laughs> <But> this is
0: <laughs> an example of uh, me and Kylie had – talked about it multiple times because I do it frequently is romanticized with the past. Yep, yep. Uh this is not a situation where I do that because I do not miss the BCS. No, the BCS was terrible. Right. The playoff came and it was it's good, but what's happening now is you're seeing the same Four, five, five, six teams rotate rotate in and out of it. You get, you know, Ohio State, Clemson, Clemson, Bama, Notre Dame, Georgia.
1: I think the wording, like you
0: you said earlier, I think the wording of how they have it, where it's, you
1: know, supposed to be the four best conference champions. Right. Unless some team is unequivocally better than them. So
0: So I say say Big Ten dissolves.
1: Big 12 dissolves. (laughs) Big 12, that's what I meant. Big Big
0: 12 12 dissolves. Dissolves. You take your four four conference champions champions and you add to that for at-large to have to be non-power conference. See, I I could agree with that.
1: I mean, if, if, you know, again, assuming the Big 12 dissolves, that's what you do.
0: Because you get two teams who maybe were the conference champion losers that were significantly better than the conference champion losers from another. Yeah, see,
1: uh, I think the problem, if you say two Two teams that were the, the best of not in the power conference. The problem you could get into is it might be uh just for example, like Coastal Carolina, who is ranked fourth overall, and then your next closest one is Utah, who's ranked twentieth. Yeah. You know, the they prob- might be putting in the, a real jump. The problem team. I
0: have with a bye week is you're I, I understand you reward uh you know top teams for their performances, and that's that's why you get a bye week. But it's, to me, it's different than it is in the NFL than it is in college football. The gap between, say, the best team in the NFL versus the sixth best team in the NFL is significantly smaller than Alabama and number six, uh, Whoever. Correct. You, give Nick, Wisconsin, you, give, who, you, you know. give
1: Nick Saban two weeks to prepare for someone, they're right. probably going to have a bad time. Yeah. Destroyed. <laughs> yeah, it's not going to be and fun. Yeah.
0: yeah, you're allowing the best to get healthier, while you're kind of making the team who's already unlikely to beat them uh, play through another game. You know, another week of soreness, another week of getting their body back up, ready to go. So I don't, I don't. That's why I don't love the bye week. If we're going to do the playoff. I Everybody, Everybody equal time. time stick let's go.
1: Yep, I agree. Just, I think it should just be no buy. Keep it at like eight teams and
0: just say, Okay, maybe cool play eight playing eight for teams. it now. Yeah. All, All right. right. Good, Good discussion. discussion. Uh yeah, uh, yeah, yeah keep, keep the, the feedback coming on those posts because we're gonna, you know, know whenever we come, come up with something, with something, like I said, multiple times, we come, come up with something, we post it on there, it will be discussed. So keep responding. Also, don't forget we have Twitter now. I, I got, got like seven followers. Oh, <laughs> baby! I gave up on Twitter. Racking them up. Well, I use Twitter for sports betting. I, I look at a lot of different sports betting sites on there, but uh, yeah, follow it. It's the Beehive SP at the Beehive SP on Twitter. Give it a follow. Uh, it's clearly not as interactive as the Facebook page is, but I'm trying to get it there. Uh, would like you know both platforms to be able to be used. Plus when we start doing some live stuff uh in the future, they will be, you know, you'd be able to watch it on either Twitter or uh Facebook. I believe Kylie is working on an Instagram right now, uh which is, again, it's not going to be as interactive off the get-go, but hopefully eventually it is. All right. Well, that wraps up. This week's episode, the Beehive Sports Podcast is powered by Swing Juice. Visit SwingJuice.com and use promo code Beehive 20 for 20% off your golf and MLB apparel. Shop Swing Juice. Support the Beehive Sports Podcast. Swing Juice. Wear it. Feel it. Play it. Stick around for closing. Hey everybody, thanks for tuning in to this week's episode of the B.I. Sports Podcast. I want to thank our sponsors, d9and10sports.com, Jones Pest Control, Swing Juice, and the Me, Myself, and Rye Podcast. Thank you all for making it possible. Uh, Michael, I want to thank you for being on. You're welcome. Thanks for having me. And uh, it's nice to have somebody fill in here and there. Uh, I know Kylie, you know, he's not going to be able to make every week, but so at least we have some backups in place. It's a lot easier to talk with somebody than rather by myself. Uh, Next week, I am not sure what we're doing in my hive yet. Watch the Facebook page. We'll put something in there. We do have, uh, you know, uh, that will be the pre-episode of week one of the NFL. So there will probably be a ton of NFL talk. Roster cuts are coming up. uh, I believe it's August 31st or something like that is going to be first round or the final round to the the cut to 53. So there's always some big names getting tossed out then. So we'll go over all of that as well. All right. till next week, take care be safe.